0: Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. And now I would like to introduce you to Jonathan katsanen Bergen, who's a freelance journalist and writes a weekly economic column for the online news and column website The Daily Friend. In a recent column he wrote, Escom is a shambles. Many small businesses are failing due to power cuts. Railways and ports are fast deteriorating. Many state-owned enterprises are collapsing and economic growth is disappointing. This is a story that cannot be spun any other way. But he has also expressed to me that there's always hope. So I'm delighted to have him now as my guest to tell me about the economy. Jonathan, welcome and thanks so much for joining me.
1: Thanks. Very much. uh, Very good to be here. Thanks, Cherise.
0: Um, shall we start with the hope?
1: <laughs> okay, well, I think that um, ESCOM is such a large crisis, it's dominating our politics and indeed the economy. Um, if I might just put it in perspective, it's um, the impact of the ESCOM crisis and um, uh, power cuts is such that the, it's such of such a magnitude that the uh, Reserve Bank yesterday uh, put the cost to the economy at two percentage points, i.e. it takes of two percentage points of economic growth. We would, um, uh, they project um, economic growth to be point three percent this year, Uh and uh there's a little hope um, this there's a bit of an increase in in uh t- 2024 to uh, 0.7% but you're really talking about a flat economy for the next two years the major reason the overwhelming reason for that is load shedding the the reserve bank said yesterday in its monetary policy statement that um uh load shedding takes 2 percentage points off economic growth so our, our economic growth would be uh 2.3% this year which isn't good enough for us but um it's uh it, it's substantially above that 0.3% so it's absolutely pathetic um what uh load shedding is uh, doing to our economy it's crippling us it's the overwhelming constraint on the economy and without load shedding one would have uh, greater confidence in the in in the economy and investors would uh, potentially, uh, with I think my view is with substantial deregulation, be flooding into the country.
0: Jonathan, you speak about ESCOM being both politically and economically um, devastating our country, actually. Um, wh- what do you see? And there's no actually um, light, as it were, at the end of the tunnel
1: well what the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel i, I there 's never an end of the tunnel in these sorts of things but um uh is that the private sector will come along, the independent power producers, and produce um, adequate amounts? But it's going to take a long time. Let's be realistic. Um, there was a there's a expert energy expert on at the CSIR who said recently that even if uh, we have masses amounts of renewables, those renewables are located in the Northern Cape for solar and Western Cape for uh, wind. Um, they're not always on. Because of, uh, you can't, there's not enough battery storage. Um, batteries are still very expensive and their, their efficiency is fast growing, but there's, it's, it takes a substantial investment to add batteries to this. So they're not always, um, uh, uh, disposable to the grid. They're not always available to the, to the grid. But, um, even if they were, the problem was, would be getting the power, um, from, uh the northern cape and uh the western cape to uh Khateng, where most of the demand is we don't have the transmission lines the other problem is our of course our uh coal fired plants are aging now i spoke to an expert yesterday and this is where the hope comes in uh that you can build a something of the order of 500 to 800 megawatt uh, power plants based with uh, uh based on coal gasification, and you'd capture the CO2 emissions, um, and, uh, sequestrate them, that is, put them in the, in a storage facility in the earth. If everything lines up, you can do it in two years. The Germans are able to do it. The Italians have done it in two years. That is phenomenal. One problem he tells me is that the uh, available, the, the licenses, the necessary licenses, aren't always there because uh, and of, of much delayed. Uh, for instance, uh, he pointed out that. Um, On on a gas uh, project uh, somewhere, they couldn't get a water license because the local water uh, department had closed down, and everything had shifted to Pretoria. So, you know, if government isn't aligned on this to grant the licenses and the go-ahead, there are going to be delays. So, government, in many ways, is its own worst enemy on this.
0: So, help me understand, because we, without without the lights on, there's very little we can as South Africans do, and we've only spoken about economics and politics. I haven't spoken about the mental health that people are um, kind of the frustration that people are going through with these endless uh, outages. And we're not even in winter yet. Jonathan, if it's to in the the ruling party government's position to improve it, and it's not doing it because of being held back by its own internal politics, which is what people are saying is holding it back then it, sound, it seems to me like a contradiction because people are not going to vote for the ANC if they can't keep the lights on. But the ANC are not going to make changes because they don't want to make changes to the ANC. Uh,
1: they are damaging themselves. I think they fully realize that. You know, the latest polls, I think there's a poll that shows them going down to 40 percent um, uh, at, the, at the next elections. that came out uh, recently, but it's called between – 40 and 45 uh, 40 and 50% i've seen uh, polls um uh, bracketed between those um uh, 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 p- uh polls uh, those percentages they are going to be damaged it shows uh, incompetence in ruling that they can't keep the lights on and it, it says something and says a lot to everyone but the hope is that there'll be more I think people are going to invest heavily in their own uh, for household use and indeed office use um, and perhaps smaller companies if they have the resources um, in their own solar solutions. But a good solar solution for a house uh, that can take you off the grid effectively could cost you somewhere around, I don't know, half a million maybe. But you can have partial solutions and people will have to live with those. So they'll have um, perhaps battery boxes linked to um, a solar solution, uh solar panels and I'm not talking about an inverter these would be far less expensive than an inverter solution I'm not I'm no expert on this but people I, I think people with their own creativity uh, the free market will come up with these these things and there'll be a heavy investment in these sorts of um uh, uh solutions it is of course a tax because you know you 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 uh, you're paying really for the you having to invest in this because of the incompetence of government and, uh, and and ESCOM in running their own assets. You,
0: you, you talk about for those who can. We're talking at the same time, we're looking at I mean, you, you spoke about growth at 0.3%, okay? We're looking at m- small, medium businesses who are most crippled by the outages, okay? And they are the ones least able to provide these kinds of relief that is needed. What does it say for those, and ordinary South African citizens who are are unable, you do not have a one and a half million to go off the grid? As,
1: as in mo- most situations, I think they will suffer the most. Um, the, 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 the failure rate among small businesses is exceptionally high. Bankruptcies are um, rising the attorneys' worksmen came out with a, a projection, um, a, a rather a warning, of the growing rate of, liquidi- of business liquidations precisely because of load shedding. So it's very serious for um, small businesses um, and uh, small retailers to suffer greatly because as soon as there's load shedding, their payment systems go offline and they can't accept payment and uh, c- customers um, uh, don't come in. And they've lost. They've often feel that they uh, lose those sales. So it's it's very, very serious. We still have to see the impact of um, the full impact of, of um, load shedding. It's going to be interesting to see whether the uh, Reserve Bank, does maintain its uh, uh, cost to the economy of 2% that's for this year and it, it it's it raised its a projection of the number of load shedding days um for for the, for the, for this year um, but um, they've reduced them for next year i don't know on what basis they've uh, they've they've done that
0: You wrote recently also about Davos um, and South Africa's participation in Davos. Obviously, our president came home early to deal with the.
1: He didn't go actually. He didn't go. He didn't even go.
0: So, what what chance does South Africa stand in terms of foreign investment?
1: Well, you know, um, there's been a, um, with the good global economic news and um, the view among some economists that the central banks are not going to pursue their tightening of monetary policies, their rising interest rates to combat inflation um, for um, much longer, and that they'll taper off an, um, sometime later this year. They're not going to give up the fight, but inflation at the moment doesn't look so bad. Gas prices have have come back substantially um, they, as you will recall, they rose um, uh, by massive amounts after uh, the invasion of, of Ukraine and the decision by the European Union to uh, switch away from Russian sources of gas. So once had that and once commodity prices have, have come off quite substantially now and oil prices seem to be on the way down. So those taking off inflationary pressures. And so with better inflation readings and projections, um, emerging markets are more favorably looked upon, uh, and particularly uh, because of China's um, lifting of its no-COVID policy. So that's opened the Chinese economy now for, for, for business. Then go, you know, they're prepared to accept the higher COVID death rate um for um a higher economic growth and that's good for em- good for the global economy good for um um uh, everybody and good for emerging markets so with with this less, less risky atmosphere in the past um uh, month or so um investors have looked very favorably on um, emerging markets but yet you know our um uh, our rand has uh, suffered in the in in the past um uh, month or so so we we're, we're not a beneficiary of this and We could be.
0: What would you like South Africa to do to see us on a right path, bearing in mind that we cannot fix the ESCON?
1: Well, I think there's a lot, you know, they could do. They've lifted, they've gradually and reluctantly lifted the uh, threshold, um, the license threshold at which private producers can produce. They should just say this is open. And they, could, they should line up their act and say we'll give you we'll uh, we'll give you your environmental water and other licences necessary for new bills that are required for all sorts of plants, whether it be uh, coal or uh, gas or um, uh, renewables or indeed um, uh, nuclear. In short shrift, we'll we'll do this, and we are interested in quick builds. And I think that they could free up substantially on this. Now, industry and... Mining allowed one hundred megawatt bills're uh, um, uh, uh, un, under the new dispensation, but it should be lifted entirely. you know we need everything we we we've we've got, and uh then I think you also should um, they should also lift all sorts of um, uh, regulations and uh, you know there 's a lot to deal with here there's um, uh, b e um, contracting there's um, um, You know, we're a highly regulated economy and so, you know, they've got to streamline all this and put their ducks in a row and get things going and i think it it um it could be done you know the country has the engineering expertise and um uh if if new one wants to see just a new impetus and a new mindset around these sorts of of things but i think they're they're scared about reform they're scared about um uh, reducing um the escom's the, the role in the the economy
0: uh, and obviously we're going to have a cabinet reshuffle Are you optimistic that um, the new ministers will be able to work together to implement laws that will ensure growth?
1: I've, I read, you know, what? Yeah, it's sort of getting into the mind of the ANC, and that's very difficult. I have no special insights, but it's interesting. We there's been great discussion of a uh, reshuffle um, after the ANC conference in early December last year, and we've seen nothing yet. We uh, the next um, big um, uh, day on the political calendar is, of course, in February, the um, State of the Nation address, and then the uh, the, the budget. It afterwards. So I, I don't really know but one needs direction the country is calling out for direction and we're not getting any.
0: My last question to you is agriculture to what extent can agriculture save our country, agricultural economy?
1: Well it is interesting that uh, one of the big problems the, the is that the, the uh, agriculture relies on on power, and they're not yeah. getting enough. And there was a warning from mealy um, uh, farmers um, in northwest that um, if they if they if they were, if they suffered um, power cuts, they couldn't ensure their pumps were, were water pumps were working, and the soil had a certain mo- moisture content that was crucial for this time of the year, and they would suffer crop failure. So it's affecting the, the load okay. shedding is the the number one issue yeah. and it's affecting the entire economy and without some sort of resolution quick resolution about we're going to suffer
0: yeah and i don't think suffer the, further and i don't think there is any quick resolution coming so you have given me hope um hopefully things will get better and the, the opportunities are I on think the one's road. got to
1: rely on the private sector to co- and communities to come up with their own solutions to um, uh, load shedding and they will and uh, they will.
0: As my colleague always says we're the do-it-yourself nation rather than the start-up nation. <laughs> Jonathan Captain Lindenbergen, thank you so much Pleasure. for joining me
1: Good to be here.